So we're continuing to learn more and more about the Chinese surveillance balloon now that it's been shot down and pieces have been recovered and things like that. However, the U.S. saying this week that China's military is likely behind a huge, huge global spy program that's targeted more than 40 countries on five continents with these balloons. Not just Canadian airspace and U.S. airspace. It's gone on for some time. Um, and uh, China pushing back and saying, no, no, that's not true. So uh, it sounds like this situation is bigger than we'd heard. But at the same time, Biden came out and said, eh, it's not all that big of a deal. So let's chat with Charles Burton now. He was on with us earlier this week. Charles is a senior fellow at Macdonald-Laurier Institute and a former counselor at the Canadian Embassy in Beijing. Um, Charles, lots of talk about these balloons and, and what they're all about. What's your take on this? Who's who's telling the truth, the U.S. or China? Uh, I'm, I'm voting for the U.S. on this one. I, I realize that we've had some doubt about their honesty in the past, but <laughs> it's clear that these 40 balloons are not all weather balloons that regrettably drifted off course and the Chinese neglected to tell the countries whose, uh, you know, whose territory was being in, infringed by uh, 200 foot high, um, weather balloons with, you know, hundreds of sensing devices yeah. hanging from them about the size of two city buses. Uh, that's an awful lot of weather detection material. So <laughs> I think they're lying to us, Shay. I, I don't know, you know, we'll all come out in the wash, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, if the Americans say there have been 40 spy balloons, there are 40 spy balloons. And anyway, they've, they've already pulled up yeah. some of the stuff. And the interesting thing is uh, whether some of the equipment is in fact of American manufacturer. There, there have been rumors that some of it has English lettering on it, which suggests that it was imported. So, imported from America to China, go back to the United States using that wonderfully efficient equipment to see what we can find out about, you know, ballistic missile bases and other military facilities preparing for, you know, in case China needs that information when they try and invade Taiwan. Yeah, China is saying, you know, hey, it's just a weather balloon. That's where they started. Uh, but now we've got the U.S. saying, wait a minute, this is a vast global surveillance program, and the tech that we're finding here would allow them to intercept communication signals and all the rest. It sounds like this is a pretty serious risk. Yeah, I mean, clearly the Chinese wouldn't be investing so much money in yeah. this program and buying these expensive, uh, enormous balloons and putting all that expensive equipment on there if they didn't have some some good reason for doing so. So, you know, they, they may be listening in to us now if they can't receive uh, radio from Alberta. Who knows? So when Joe Biden comes out and says, you know, we assess the threat, and it's not a major threat, how, help me make sense of that, because we're talking about them intercepting communication signals and all the rest. How big of a threat do you think it is? Well, I think the potential threat is there. I mean, right. you know, it, they could be weaponized. I mean, these things are big enough to carry weapons, and apparently if they're able to drift in and not be noticed readily by radar, you know, that could be a, a, an effective weapon in the future or whether they would be able to, you know, send out signals that would close down our, our cell phone networks or something like that. I mean, obviously, you don't want a foreign country sending craft into your territory, which may have capabilities, which could be very damaging to your security, not to speak of Canadian sovereignty. So, you know, I, I think it should be taken very seriously, and it is being taken very seriously, at least by the Americans. I'm not sure how seriously it's being taken by by our country. Yeah, and that's the conversation we had earlier this week. Do you think um, at this point, you know, sort of letting this drift through the airspace for a week before finally taking it down, do you think the rules have changed surrounding these balloons given what we've learned and there's going to be a lot more attention paid to it now? 
I sure hope so. I mean, let's bear in mind that, you know, the balloons evidently drifted over Alberta. Does that mean that the Chinese now perceive Alberta as weakly defended right, and could, right. you know, do something on, on, on that province? You know, there are just a lot of questions here, but no question in my mind that we shouldn't just sort of look up in the sky and see a Chinese balloon and say, oh, yeah, another Chinese balloon, uh, you know, how, uh, how entertaining. You know, it, it really is something that, that we have to come to terms with. And I, I think that that we are, and I think action will be taken. You know, it would be helpful to be able to bring them down onto runways and, and have their spy equipment intact, and that may be the next step. Yeah. To build those facilities for recovering them without having to blast them over seven miles of sea or land. Now, Charles, is it possible, I know you got to run, I'll let you go after this, is it possible that China was, this is sort of like an eye-opener? I mean, we know these balloons have been drifting around for years, going back a number of years, and I mean, is is this just sort of, we were neglectful, or we didn't know, or is this new intelligence? Do you think, you know, the United States has had a pretty good idea what's going on the whole time? Well, I think it's really a question of calculated risk. And, you know, as we move closer and closer to confrontation with China, you know, measure after measure, the U.S. putting more bases on the Philippines, the, the restrictions on Chinese ability to uh, acquire Western high tech, um, you know, China's increasing um, militarization of the South China Sea and increasing, I think, desperation to try and and uh, annex uh, the island of Taiwan, that, uh, you know, we become much more concerned about Chinese craft floating over our, our, over our land as to the potential that that could be to, to threaten our security if it looks like we're into confrontation. I mean, if it was just, oh, they're just looking over and they're yeah. cheaper than satellites and you can see what's down there, all very well. But I think there's more reasons for concern than there would have been a few years ago. Yeah, it, it, would, it would seem so. Charles, thanks so much for the update. I appreciate you joining us again. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.